On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Apple. They just reported earnings this week, so let's get started. So first, we are going to take a look at Apple's stock performance. And first, let's just take a look at how this company has reacted to its earnings. If we take a look at just the six months chart, you can't really see where earnings happened. That's because even though the company was down a few percent after reporting earnings, the company is pretty much pretty flat for the day. Um, right now, it's sitting at about $291. So now let's compare to the highs of February. And this company is still close to 11% down compared to its highs in February. So you can see the stock, this stock has actually actually dropped a nice amount. It dropped about 30%. That's crazy. It lost about one third of its valuation compared to its highs in February in just a few months. And one of the main reasons is if you guys, if you guys have been following, one of that main reason is because right, this whole shutdown started off in China and a lot of the products of Apple are made there. So that would have impacted the huge, a huge supply chain for the company resulting in less items sold so that's where investors um, started to leave outside but it seems investors started to think things will be better than expected and since it's low to right now this company has already gone up about 30 percent so it's some crazy returns if if people entered the stock when this was an all-time lows all right guys and before we go any further don't forget to hit that subscribe button the like and the bell it helps the small channel out so much and i truly appreciate your support and on the comments actually let me know what are you guys what are your thoughts on apple are you guys really looking into buying in right now are you guys looking to sell off or are you guys just looking for overall information of apple all right so now that that's done let's take a look at the earnings results so apple reported quarter two so most companies have reported quarter one again it doesn't really matter what number of the quarter is but apple reported its quarter two results Gap earnings per share were $2.55, which beat by $0.29. Cents. Revenue was $58.3 billion, which was only up half a percent compared to the same time last year, but it actually beat expectations by $3.7 billion. And most of these expectations for Apple did drop a bit. Analysts were expecting lower numbers just because of the huge supply chain disruption that this company had to, um, had to overcome. One thing to note though is quarter two for this company ended in end of March. And here in the United States, the shutdown pretty much only happened after mid-March. So we're gonna see here that Apple does think that they're gonna see a little bit bigger headwinds in the next quarter because it takes effect during April and May, which April was pretty much a full month that nothing happened. And May seems to probably be a little bit of increase in the economy again, but not by much. All right, so next, let's actually take a look at some highlights from these earnings call. Some of this information we're actually going to see a bit later. Uh, uh, we're going to check later out when I take a look at this company's financial statements. But I just wanted to give a quick overall look on how the company is doing first. So right now, out of that $58.7 billion of revenue that this company came, $9.5 billion of that came from China. And this is actually a decrease compared to the same time last year. Last year, this company had about $10.2 billion in China. And one of the biggest reasons was to the effect of the supply chain and retail impact due to COVID-19. Next, they were nice enough to give us the quarter two revenue breakdown. So remember, this company, what did I say? $58.3 billion of revenue. That is divided into three different sec into five different sectors, I think iphone made up 29 billion of that 58 so about 50 percent came from the iphone 
iPad made $4.4 billion of that 58. The Mac made $5.4 billion of that um, 58. Wearables, home, and accessories made $6.3 billion. And the one that actually did the best, most of these were, were a bit higher than expected just because of this. But the one that really surprised everybody was the service um, services. And that was an all-time record of $13.3 billion. And here in services is where you have like your Apple Music, your Apple TV, any, any form of subscription-based services that Apple provides. And this is something that we've actually seen throughout this whole earnings season, right? We've seen Spotify, we've seen Netflix, all we've seen Disney Plus all increase the number of all increase the number of subscribers during this time uh, we have upon us. Next, Apple adds $50 billion. Let me say that again. $50 billion to its existing share buyback program. And I just think that's actually ridiculous. This company has that much money. And right now, this company is trying to go, is trying to go money cash neutral. What it's trying to say. So in theory, what this company wants to do is have pretty much its cash not being used in cash, being actually used in some form of assets that can actually grow, um, can grow further. And one of the ways they're doing that is through the buyback program. There are a few suppliers. If you guys want to take a look at other supplier of suppliers of Apple, um, Skyworks, which is um, ticker SWKS, and Corvo, which is ticker QRVO, are both really big suppliers for for Apple. So if you guys want to take a look at them, next Apple did raise its dividend by six point five percent. It declares a eight point two share quarterly dividend for this quarter, and this is payable May fourteenth for shareholders. Record May eleventh, and the ex dividend date is May eighth. Next, let's take a look at guidance. Unfortunately, this company did say that they are not going to give any guidance for quarter three. And quarter three is the one is going to be for April, May and the end of June. So it's going to be for those three months. And of course, like I mentioned already, right, April is going to be a pretty slow day, a pretty slow, slow month for I think pretty much most of the market opposed to those like the subscription base. I think it's going to be even better for them. Next, we're going to have next. Um. May right now, we're, we're just starting off May, so it's too early to see. And hopefully by June, things should hopefully go back to, to how things were. But they do say a few things. They say that for the upcoming quarter, they are expecting a decline in wearables and iPhones. And this is something that we actually have seen through other earnings. I remember one of the first earnings that I did early in, probably before even March, late in February, I think Micron Technology was the first to report earnings. And they mentioned that the biggest slowdown in China was the was mobile items, mobile phones, and um, consumer electronics like the iWatch. So I, I, Apple is saying that yes, this is going to happen. We're going to see less sales in wearables and iPhones, but they are expecting to see an increase in revenue in services. But unfortunately, right, we saw that just iPhones alone makes up over 50% of the total revenue for this company. They are expecting iPad and iMac and Macs to have a year to year increase. But um, again, that's that's because more people are working from home and more kids are trying to study from home. So there has been an increase in demand in, in notebooks, laptops and Macs. All right. So then Cook, the CEO, mentioned some stuff how China is back, kind of going back to normal, right? China was the first to shut down and what is the first to pretty much open up. So it's a good place to look at how uh, how the market is moving. Cook said that foot traffic in retail stores in China hasn't returned to pre-pandemic levels. 
but the retail sales hit a quarterly record because of strong online performance. So I think one thing we are going to start seeing is a shift to more people just even though there was a shift happening, we actually saw this in Amazon's earnings yesterday, where Amazon said that right now they are just going in big right now because they want to continue to grow that e-commerce e-commerce market. Yes, that market is growing, but right now they're at a stage where if they go pretty strong, they're going to go at a faster rate. And I can see that this kind of actually proves to that. Right. It seems people can actually go back to stores. But right now people are like, no, I can pretty much order from from online. And more people are doing that now. Cook also said that it was actually it was surprised how well China handled the China's supply chain was handled and showed pretty much strength of how the company is doing there. But they did find a few things that they want to make better just in case something else happens in the future. And I think, right, this is something that was unexpected, so you can't really plan for it. But now that something like this has happened, maybe not another pandemic would happen, but what if another shutdown due to some other reason happens? Now the company knows how what works and what doesn't work, and I think it's pretty cool that they're learning from there. All right, so now that we've taken a look at the company's highlights that it did during this earnings, I do want to take a look at this company's income statement and balance sheet. All right, so first let's start off with the income statement. And here we're taking a look. We already talked a lot about revenue. I just pretty much wanted to take a look, not just at this quarter, but how these past two quarters, so the past six months of this year are doing compared to the past six months of last year. And let's say right now, the total revenue uh, that this company collected in the first two quarters last year was about $142 billion. The total revenue it collected this these past two quarters is 150 so an increase of about eight billion dollars and what's that's a little bit less than than five percent um actually there's a little bit more than five percent so about a six percent growth compared to same time last year and i think that actually shows how strong this company is doing right now in forms of revenue I do believe that for the upcoming the upcoming quarters, we're going to end up reaching some form of maybe flatline compared to same time last year, especially with the slowdown that's going to happen in quarter three. Next, I'd like to take a look at research and development, especially for a company like this. This is pretty much a whole technology. It's a tech, a tech company. A tech company needs to make sure that their items are always the best and that they're always innovating into something better. And I think one of the great ways to one of a way to be able to see is how they're spending the research and development. And this is one of the only expense I really like to see a company grow because to me means that they're working either on more projects. And right, there could be arguments that, hey, just because you're spending more money doesn't mean you're actually doing more. In theory, yes, that is true, right? They People can be in result irresponsible with the money but at least if i know they're using more money in theory they should be trying to make things better so in the last in this past six months this company has used about nine billion dollars in research and development in last year's compared to the same time last year they used about 7.9 billion dollars so we're seeing an increase in research and development so i, I want to see what this company has cooking maybe they are working on a lot more technology that we might see in the upcoming quarters in the upcoming apple day so i'm, I'm pretty excited for that next this company's net income even though this company made about eight billion dollars more revenue in these past six months compared to the same first six months last year this company has only increased its total net income by about two billion dollars 
And that's one of the main reasons which we just mentioned was there has been an increase in expenses such as research and development. Finally, we're going to take a quick look again at the revenue breakdown for this country, uh, for this company. First, we're going to take a look by country and then by products. And we're pretty much just want to take a look at this past quarter to see where the slowdowns have happened. First, let's take a look at countries. Uh, this company, like I mentioned, made $58 billion in revenue. 25.4, so about half, a little bit less than half, actually comes from the United States. United States actually showed a slowdown compared to the same time last year. So that's that's pretty pretty crazy to see a slowdown for this company, uh, for especially for the Americas. Just because, right? The um, United States did not really shut down till late April, till late March, till mid March. So to see a decline there, I'm honestly not excited to see quarter three at all. Europe makes $14.2 billion of that 58, and it actually was one of the few that actually saw an increase compared to the same time last year. China, we like I mentioned, did see a decrease last year. They made about 10.2 for quarter two. This year they made 9.4, so we saw a decrease in China. Japan also saw um, also saw a decline. Japan is usually it's one of the smallest of the of pretty much the most most of it. Most of this company's revenue comes from three from three places: Americas, Europe, and Greater China. Japan and the rest of Asia Pacific are pretty much um, such a small portion of this company, probably less than less than twenty percent. Actually, but that's still still a nice amount. Japan saw a decline last year, same quarter they made five point five billion. This year they made five point two billion. Rest of Asia actually saw an increase. Last year they made three point six. This year they made three point eight. So we did see a small increase in Europe and rest of Asia, and we did see a decline in America, Greater China, and Japan. Next, let's take a look at this company's total revenue by items. Last time. Revenues for from the iPhone made up over 50% of total revenue. There was a there was a huge uh, there was about a three billion dollar maybe about two billion dollar decrease in iPhones that actually makes the iPhone now worth less than 50% of total revenue. To be honest, one of the things I don't like about Apple is that their iPhones make up such a huge portion of this company's total revenue. But one thing that I am liking now is that services continues to grow. And that's actually pretty good news for the company. Services, which like I mentioned, are like their Apple TV, Apple Music, and any other form of services that Apple provides to its customers. Last year was 11.4 billion. Right now is 13.4. So a nice increase there in percentage wise. We did see a decrease in iPads as well compared to the same time last year, but we did see a huge increase in wearable, home, and accessories. And I'm wondering, maybe once they release their 10Q report, they'll break that sector down a bit more. Maybe home home items sold a bit more as more people are home right now. Next, let's take a look at this company's balance statement. And the balance sheet is my favorite statement to take a look at. I feel you can learn so much about this company. So let's start off with assets and let's start off with total current assets. Total current assets in September 28th, 2019. This is actually pretty weird. I don't know why they're doing it by September. They're comparing September 28th, 2019 to March 28th of 2020. That's about a six month difference. But regardless, most of them actually compare it to just the last quarter. But this is actually comparing it to two quarters ago. So this company two about six months ago had about 163 billion dollars in total current assets 
Right now, it has about $143 billion, so a decrease of about $20 billion in total assets. That's actually a, hu a, a nice portion right there. We see a huge portion actually comes from cash and cash equivalents. This company six months ago had about $49 billion in cash and cash equivalents. Right now, it has about $40 billion. But again, this company is saying that it's trying to go cash neutral and just increase its assets elsewhere, either by buyback program. So seeing that decrease in cash doesn't really, does, it's, not, it's not something that should throw a red flag because it's something that they mentioned they were going to do. The other current assets that have seen a, few, uh, a big decrease are pretty much the same. Accounts receivable and vendors non-trade receivables. So this means that customers owe them less money and vendors owe them less money than they did just six months ago. But again, just six months ago was when I when 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 pretty much all the companies were stocking up for holiday seasons. So that's why you're seeing that decrease in accounts receivables and vendors non-trade. Six months ago, most of these of these customers and vendors were actually purchasing a lot more because they were getting ready for the holiday season right now it's pretty much a dead season so not many customers are ordering and that's where we see that total current assets decrease next let's take a look at just total assets total assets for this company six months ago were 338 billion dollars right now it's 320 billion dollars a decrease of about 18 billion dollars most of it actually coming from that total current assets that we just talked about the only main difference here in non-current assets that i saw a difference in was in marketable securities it dropped by about seven billion dollars and marketable securities are either just like long-time cds long-term cds that last more than six months than 12 months um, or some form of investments that they need to be in there for at least 12 months or can't be liquidized as quickly um, so seeing a decrease there again doesn't really throw a red flag but just something i wanted to mention next we're taking a look at this company's liabilities and let's start off with total current liabilities total current liabilities right now is sitting at about 96 billion dollars compared to about 105 billion dollars six months ago most of it coming from accounts payable so about six months ago this company owed about 46 billion dollars to its suppliers right now it owns about 32 billion dollars but again, for the same reason that I just mentioned um, about current liability, about current assets. Six months ago, this company was trying to build inventory to provide more items to be able to sell more items. So of course, it would owe more money to more money to its vendors six months ago compared to now, where it's pretty much at that season. Next, um, so no other red flags there. The only other thing I want to take a look at is this company's long-term debt. Unfortunately, this company actually has a big long-term debt. It has right now about $89 billion in long-term debt and it actually paid down about $91 billion worth of it. One thing though, this company is cash flow positive. It's one of the biggest cash flow positive companies that I've ever seen. So even if it has long-term debt, it continues to pay it off. So it's it doesn't really affect it to have such a long-term debt, especially if cash is pretty cheap right now. So there are certain times when big debt is is pretty pretty bad to see but for a company you got to understand where that company is in the form of cash flow this company is providing huge amount of cash flows that is able to do plenty of stock buybacks still provide to increase dividends and pay its debt and still have money left over so when you're when you're, when you're running a, a machine like that it's okay to not have to pay off your long-term debt so quickly so one thing I just wanted to show you guys from this company's cash flow statement is how much money this company has used in the past six months to, yeah, in the past six months to buy back common stock. 
This company just in these past six months has used about $40 billion to buy back shares. So it's crazy how this company in just the past six months has bought pretty much more, uh, so many companies, right? 40 billion market cap is worth, uh, it's, it's more than many companies are worth right now. And unfortunately, that's where I kind of wish Apple was kind of doing. I wish they were kind of doing a few acquisitions, especially right now when companies are pretty cheap. I would I was hoping some more companies would take advantage of that and buy more and um, acquire more companies. All right, so next we're here in seekingalpha.com and here I wanna do two things. I wanna see revenue growth for this company. Are we expecting some form of revenue growth? And second, I wanna take a look at expected earnings per share and do a forward PE valuation on this company. First, for December, for September of 2020, which is when quarter four happens for this company, this company is expected to make $260 billion. If we take a look at this past year, this company would pretty much be a flat compared to last year. And that actually is, is pretty impressive if, if it does happen, because during this whole pandemic happening and so many shutdowns, to be able to be pretty much flat compared to last year, um, will, sh in my opinion, show strength in a company. Now let's take a look at September 2021. So next year, this company is expected to make $296 billion. And now if we compare that to, to revenue of this year, right, of 2019, that is actually a nice percent increase. That's close to, that would be over a 10% increase in revenue. And I think that's actually pretty impressive to see for, for such a giant like Apple. All right, so next I wanted to take a look at this company's estimated revenue, um, earnings per share. So for September 2021, this company is expected to make $14.81. At the current price, this actually gives this company a forward PE ratio of less than 20. So first, let's take a look at what I liked about Apple. One thing I like, a few things I like about Apple. One, one thing we just mentioned, right? That huge revenue growth. That growth in revenue shows that this company is still a growing company. Two, the growing in services revenue, right? That service revenue that still makes up only 11 billion, 13 billion this quarter out of that 58 billion, even though it's such a small portion, it is increasing. And I think that's where custom consumers are going to right now, especially, and not just because of this pandemic. As future things move on, I do think more people are shifting to some form of services um, products. What else do I like? The amount of cash this company has and the amount of, and the obviously as a, if I was a shareholder, I would love that buyback program right now. Tech, right now I have no position in Apple, but that buyback is, is actually pretty good. But unfortunately, I, there's a few things I don't like. There's things I don't like about Apple that they're actually using all that money for the buyback program. I honestly would wish that this company was out there buying other companies, acquiring other companies instead. The second thing I don't like is this company's total revenue is pretty much 50% iPhones. I want this, I want the iPhone sales to actually be a smaller portion. I don't want one item to be such a huge portion of this company's total revenue. And there are other things that Apple is doing, right? We know that Apple is trying to get into the semiconductor, it's trying to be able to create um, chips for its its companies to enter that, that market similar to AMD and Intel. So we can see that this company is innovating in some parts. I wish we have a little bit more information of stuff like that during their earnings call and during their earnings transcript, but they have yet, they don't provide much on their innovation. These are stuff they usually say for like when they show Apple's investors day, when they talk about items like that. And um, that's something we're gonna have to check out later on. But right now, forward PE ratio, after mentioning all that of 20, 
does not really scream overvalued to me. So to me, Apple, it does not seem like an overvalued company. Does it scream buy, buy, buy? No, but it does actually give me a little, a little curiosity if I should open a small entry position in it. Right, this company, like I mentioned, has pot, has a great cash flow, it's paying dividends, it has great shareholders return, um, it has great products, people love their products as we can see. Um, unfortunately, quarter two will be a slowdown for this company. So I'm wondering if quarter two might see a, a beatdown in price because of it, or has that already been priced in? To my, to my extent, I feel like some part of it has been priced in, but there's always so many unknowns left over that we that not everything gets priced in. So that's it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you guys thought. Make sure to post in the comments. Make sure to subscribe, hit the thumbs up, and hit the bell. Take care, guys, and see you next time.